Hello and welcome to another episode of Breaking Mayberry, a podcast about your Spotify wrapped. Your Spotify wrapped. It's Spotify wrapped season, baby. Uh, did you did you get yours today, Dan? I did. It's, it it's was time. Fine. It's time for the. It's time for the discourse, right? It's time to do what the companies want us to do and talk about our Spotify listening habits on on our social medias and podcasts. We have to do that now. Uh, I'm just gonna say. It's too fucking early, right? They, it's it's like the this version of Christmas creep. It's supposed to drop at the end of the year. It's December. What if I just completely change the fucking game over the course of the next month? What if I decide for the next thirty days I'm really into Winton Marsalis, right? I'm gonna start listening. I've been saying December is the month I start listening to This American Life again. That's gonna completely change my whole thing, dude. All right, you can't just say that I'm a blank check guy all the way. Like, I, 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 I'm going to change. I'm going to get better, Spotify, all right? I'm going to stop listening to Kid Cudi so much. You can't <laughs> lock me into this. Uh, My number one artist, to no surprise, is Carly Rae Jepsen, and my number two artist is Fountains of Wayne, and, and Spotify's just like, you haven't changed in 2012! And I'm like, someday I will. Someday I'll change. Uh, My 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 number one uh, most streamed song, though, is In Her Mood. So... I, uh, uh, it was, uh, Apply Some Pressure by John Ronson. And I am a little embarrassed to say that, uh, my number three was, uh, the soundtrack to the drug lab fight scene in, uh, The Raid. Uh, so. <laughs> it's a dope fucking scene and a dope soundtrack. <laughs> it's, it's a sick scene. And I was listening to that while running every single time for like two months. Uh, I would want to talk about this though. Uh, you know. Breaking Mayberry fans, thanks for hanging out here with us uh, and listening. We are the, uh, there are 53 of you that have us in your top 10, uh, Spotify. Uh, 37 of you have us in your top 5. And 11 of you, we are your top podcast for. Which, Boom! you know, really happy about that. But also, as Matthew McConaughey would say, those are rookie numbers. Gotta pump them numbers up, baby. Uh, so, tell your friends. <laughs> that's, what do that's we that gotta plug. do to get in your top five? What what what, what do we gotta do to get uh, to get break Mayberry in your top five? Talk to us. <laughs> this is a give and take. Tweet at us, I guess. <laughs> what we gotta do to get up those numbers? What do we huh? gotta do? What do we gotta do? Who re- who we gotta take out? Right? Yeah. We gotta uh, we gotta bump off the pop culture happy hour crew. Huh? Huh? Oh, they're fucking dead. We gotta we gotta take out those fucks at Planet Money. I don't even know if Planet <laughs> Money's still running anymore. You know what? Ha- you know what's gonna happen is we're gonna have to come for the big dogs. We're gonna have to like have boss battle the McElroys. You know we have actually killed a podcast before. We have gone on someone else's <laughs> podcast and then that podcast stopped existing. So we do have a precedent. We can't do this. We've tasted blood. We've tasted podcast <laughs> yeah. blood. We have been such belligerent guests on a podcast that they were like, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. That I I'm not gonna talk shit because I think they they're still listeners, but like that was a miserable experience. Uh, oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, 
thank you for feeding Spotify your data to come back to us. Uh, that will then go to advertisers. All right, that's that's it for for me. Dan, you have a story. You have something you want to say about something? To me? Yes. Okay. So, um, I you know I got married a couple of months ago, and I have been sort of intermittently receiving wedding gifts. Uh, several of them have been very nice, and um, my my new aunt, uh, by way of marriage. Um, so so your your wife's aunt. My wife's aunt. Um, she uh does all of her she's a very sweet lady she does all of her shopping via qvc and uh she got me a gift a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago and she was like i'm sorry i ordered this for you but it turned out to be a woman's watch so i have to send it back <laughs> and i was like that's fine and cu- this weekend uh she the her the present came and i'm like okay cool i'm getting a watch that's cool i i always enjoy having a new watch regardless of how nice it is and open the box on Thanksgiving Day, and what I take out are these. Oh dear God! Yes. Oh dear God! Hang on a second. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, do a Control Shift Alt Print screen. We're gonna go ahead and take a screenshot for the for the Discord, uh, folks. Dan is wearing sunglasses. That uh, how do I describe them? Uh, are those bad boys polarized so that you can see fish? <laughs> I Dan, don't. This is Dan looks my like, first time putting them on. Cast man, did these sunglasses come with an F one fifty? Marty, I'm going to tell you what they do come with. If you can uh, zoom in on my ears here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are those? Are the? Do they have built in Bluetooth earbuds sticking built- out of the earpieces? Yes. Yes, they have blue. <laughs> built in bluetooth earpieces take another fucking screenshot hey, hang on a second i'm gonna have to do some fucking one second uh, i can't hear you because i have the bluetooth earpiece in <laughs> fucking banana phone bullshit <laughs> banana in my ear hang on a second i have to save this i have to save this screenshot first save as dan looks like a douche.png uh, one sec i I put these on, and I immediately got an email that I'm now being investigated for police corruption. Um, <laughs> I don't apparent I don't remember beating somebody during a roadside stop, but apparently I'm now on trial for it, uh, just by virtue of putting these things on. Man, it's weird. I can watch the Punisher skull tattoo disappear on your forearm in real time. All right, look, turn, turn, give me a profile view so that so that I can get a shot of these bad boys. Jesus Christ! Control Shift Alt Print Screen. Oh my God, dude, these this sucks. <laughs> I look like um, Dog the Bounty Hunter is working a case, and then suddenly there's a bright light in the corner of the room, and I step out and I'm like, Father, <laughs> we. <laughs> <laughs> I have to warn you of the future. <laughs> These are the worst fucking sunglasses I've ever seen in my life, dude. I don't know if any... This is an audio medium, so I don't know if any of this is coming across. I, Listeners, I can't describe to you how douchey Dan looks like right now. I can't describe to you how fucking terrible this is. And I bet they're not even good headphones. I... I to be clear, right, listeners, picture picture sunglasses. You know how yeah. glasses, really any glasses, you know how they go over your ear, you know? So now, on the part that goes over your ear, 
there's a little thing that sticks out under the ear and goes inside the ear. It also looks like they don't, it looks like it's squishing the top of your ear. It doesn't even look like it fits very well. My sunglass kind of has a penis that's fucking my ear. It's kind of what is happening. That's I that's that's the real way of putting it is that you are definitely you are definitely a, being skull fucked. A, a crucial detail is what the glasses look like, which is um have you ever like been at a family barbecue and a family friend shows up and it's a dad who might say some racist shit? Yes. Uh, and he's wearing the it's the sunglasses that a douchebag like puts on the back of his head when he's not wearing them. Yeah, no, I mean, it's weird, dude. I, how many how many wedding gifts come with an automatic divorce? I just, <laughs> it's really efficient. You're giving big divorced guy energy. Like, I bet you have some real opinions on family court right now. Like, I, you don't even have kids, and yet you've got a custody hearing next week. I don't even how how tabs on <laughs> on alimony payment keep opening on my browser. <laughs> oh boy, I, I look. Is like, it? Would, wouldn't you prefer like to have a woman? Was I look like if Cyclops from the X Men was going through some shit? Just to be clear. Your your wife's aunt looked at it like, I can't get Dan a woman's watch. <laughs> I have to get these fucking restraining order generators. <laughs> <laughs> That's a much more appropriate gift. <laughs> I look Take like these off, dude. I, take these off. I can't be friends with you when you're wearing these. I look like a bounty hunter from a future where having sex is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck dude <laughs> we're gonna post a link uh to the qvc website we can buy a pair of your own oh man oh we have a, we, this, this is not a joke we have a spot a legitimate sponsorship deal in the works right now and i can't wait for them to listen to this episode <laughs> yep be like sure hope they like our fucking product because they are merciless <laughs> Uh, okay, let's talk about the Andy Griffith Show. That's what this show's about. Like, Today's episode, we might do two, but we've got a big one right up front. And I'm just like, this is the, for us, it was the big one. Let's just get this this out of the way real quick. So, uh, this is the one where Andy explains why he doesn't carry a gun. And this is like a big thing that gets brought up. And Dan and I probably saw this in like a Twitter post, a clip out of context, like the speech he gives that where he explains his reasoning. This is uh, that episode. It is not the episode entitled Sheriff Without a Gun, although that title does come up here. Um, and so it's like a, a canon event, I guess, for us. You know, it's... It is... This is the origin. To, to, one to one of the Breaking creation, Mayberry origins, yeah. To, to retell our creation myth, this clip that Marty saw on Twitter was was about how much... how It was about Andy not wanting to carry a gun. And Marty saw Bill O'Reilly talking about how much he liked the Andy Griffith show. And Marty said, well, I bet we'll watch the Andy Griffith show and it'll make Bill O'Reilly furious. And then this show was born. And then we were wrong. Uh, We've said it before. Advantage O'Reilly. Yes. 
he is racking up the W's. He just <laughs> in this, regularly in this and this only, only in this battle. <laughs> we have to edit out all the times that Bill O'Reilly has shown up to our studio and called us cucks. Like it is basically once a month. I, how does he keep getting my address? I've moved three times since we started this. He keeps getting it, man. I I don't know. It's kind of impressive. Um, but yeah. So I, I and I feel like the way this episode goes, we could, if we want, end the show right here. We could just ki- we could just say it's done. We did the journey. We went. We did uh, the story circle. We did Joseph Campbell's journey. <laughs> We have we have done it. We have gone there and back again, and we could close the little book at the end of Lord of the Rings and be finished and have told a complete story. We're not going to, but we could. I I, I should say this right. Like let's let's just get this out of the way, folks. It sucks. It, it sucks. sucks. It sucks. In 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 context, the speech isn't that good. Uh, it's automatically uh, made irrelevant by the end of the episode. The episode itself isn't very good. Uh, logical, sane people would have just gone and see- and sought out this episode, watched it, and then gone on with their lives. Instead, we've created a five-year podcast journey that we went on to get to this. And in context, man, it sucks ass. It's just a wet fart. And And part of that might be like, I don't know, five years ago when we started this, I think our feelings and our relationship to law enforcement was different and now we've kind of just keep come so far to the left that even in its original context we're like oh a sheriff without a gun who believes in community policing that's cool and now we're just so far past that we're like that fu- fucking no shut up we don't care about any of this we're we we've, yeah like just our our attitudes have changed so far but also in context the context we're about to explain to you it sucks, man. It's stupid. Let's get into this. We're talking yeah. about season five, episode twenty-three, TV or not TV. Originally airs March first, nineteen sixty-five. Written by these are two names I've never seen before: Art Bayer and Ben Jolson. I'm not Punks. not googling them. And directed by Kobe Ruskin. Actually, look up how uh, how Bayer died. Let's give ourselves that. Let's just see. Let's just go ahead and go. They listen. Their their Wikipedia like the names aren't even blue. They don't even have Wikipedia links. Oh, I'm not even okay. gonna bother. Uh, oh, these fucking scrubs that they let write this canon event. <laughs> and here is the one sentence summary from Wikipedia. Oh man, one sentence summary from Wikipedia is giving away the game. Three cook. <clears throat> Three crooks posing as TV producers attempt to take advantage of Mayberry's sheriff without a gun by robbing the bank. Okay, so we keep saying the phrase sheriff without a gun. We keep saying it that way. And the reason for that is because the episode starts off with uh, Bruce Willis, who was dead the whole time, (laughs) attempts to help a psychic child. Our summary of the... (laughs) Of the sixth sense. Fuck you, Wikipedia. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's it's really shitty. They spoil it's... everything. <laughs> Ass. <laughs> so the reason why we keep saying that phrase "sheriff without a gun" is because so we we zoom in, we we open up, uh, we fade in, not zoom in, we fade in on 
National Sheriff and Magazine and Aunt B. I guess that makes sense. Sure, it's a trade publication. There's definitely cop publications. So there's a, a magazine that I guess everybody's reading about sheriffing. Uh, and uh, Barney and Annie are featured in this episode or in this issue. Uh, an article called Sheriff Without a Gun. And it's just about how Mayberry has the lowest crime, one of the lowest crime rates in the country, despite the fact that Andy doesn't have a gun. And, you know, this was for, again, five or six years ago, there was a discussion of like, should cop do cops really need to have guns all the time? Can we have unarmed cops? Uh, which has kind of shifted in. Do we really need cops, period? Uh, yeah. Do that. So we're we're kind of past that, but in the in the zeitgeist. But this is the discussion that's being held right now: is how is Mayberry so crime free when their when their sheriff doesn't even have a gun? And there's a big write up about how good of a sheriff uh, Andy is and how he takes care of his community, uh, along with his deputy Barney Feiss. Yes, they misspelled Barney's name. That's a recurring gag. Ha ha ha. Uh, and so ev- Which, everyone's really hype about to, this, essentially. To to take our our, our cynicism uh, aside and all of our history, sheriff without a gun being praised, neat. Yeah, sure. At Two the thumbs time, up. Great, cool. We're, yeah, we're good with it. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Fuck it. I'll take it now. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> a sheriff that isn't actively shooting people, sweet. <laughs> we have we have learned better. We have seen all the carnage you can ro- uh, you can cause without a gun, but on face value, cool. Glad you guys are into this. Can you imagine like the overseas British edition of this magazine, right? Constable Constable Weekly, right? Yeah. Constabulary Weekly like does a little pro- probably owned by the same publishing house. They open that up go, "What's the big bloody deal? Who cares?" Yeah. <laughs> That's all of us. <laughs> The the constable who doesn't ask, well, 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 what's all this then? <laughs> I could say solid John Oliver's out of both of us. Uh, yeah. So, meanwhile, uh, though, as Ronnie Howard has one scene here. He's like, boy, Pa, that sure is neat. Let me show off everything. And then Andy says, well, you can show this off, too, because he got a telegram. Uh, from a big Hollywood producer and a TV writer, right from Hollywood, to write a maybe a TV show about sheriff without a gun. Apparently, that concept is enough to run a whole TV show, and this is going to come up somehow again later on in this in this series. Barney rolls through. Um, Dan, you have a note here that says Barney is barely literate. You want to say more about that? So, I mean. This is not the first time that I have noticed this, but it is the time where I just like it kind of clicked where it's um every time that they have Don Knotts read, he um uh he goes the sheriff who mm. is not carrying a gun. Like he, they they have him read like a uh, like a kid that's like learning for the first time yeah and it's it's subtle but i don't think barney fife can read very well which is not a i mean I think, a shocking character i think detail. maybe he might be like farsighted because he always also holds the book like at, at arm's length too while he's doing it so maybe he just needs glasses <laughs> i i feel like that's been an element of something we've seen before that he is blind as a bat 
something, man. I mean, maybe there, he he is somehow still capable of hitting bullseyes. That is, we've we've discovered that he is whenever he's not shooting his own foot, shooting targets right in the in the center. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Moving on. Uh, yeah. Uh, Barney is like he's upset about uh, the article thing, or he's upset that they didn't spell his name right and that he didn't know about the article as soon as it showed up. But then uh, Andy once again is like, "Yeah, well, check out this telegram from Hollywood," and Barney gets excited again. Uh, Which, to be to be fair to Barney, I'm I'm tossing out a lot of to be fairs. How pissed off would you be? Yeah. If you finally got a newspaper article written about how neat you were, and they called you, like, Slider yeah, yeah. or something. Dan Dan Lubbig. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, that would ruin my year. <laughs> so I am going to give it to him. That Especially because I, like, I would never not let you do that, right? I'd be like, hey, Lubbig. I'd, like, yeah. I'd like address your wedding invitations that way. Yeah. <laughs> Every group chat, I would now somebody would change me to loving <laughs> forever, and, and, and yeah, and after a certain point, that just becomes your name, right? Like if that, there's yes. just, a name is just an identifying sound that people associate with you. So if you say something, if you say someone's name is loving long enough, guess what? It is. When I die at the dear old age of 65 and you are speaking at my funeral, you would just be like, here lies Daniel Lubbig. Pause for laughter. It doesn't crush, but it gets a sensible chuckle from everybody. Everyone would go, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, especially as ever since you could change people's names in a group chat. That becomes one thousand percent more devastating. Uh, so, so next day we're at the jail, uh, and there is a writer, uh, and a woman who is a production assistant. Now, since since Wikipedia already let the the cat out of the bag, let's just go ahead and say these two are fakes. They are not real. There is no real show. Uh, but I gotta say, even though there, it's made up. Even though it's made up and they these are not really writers, even with their cover stories, the woman still has to say, ha, 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 why would I be a writer? I'm just a dumb production assistant. That actually happens, right? Andy actually well, says, like, oh, are you also a writer? And she goes, me? No. Ha, ha, I'm a production assistant. Can't, because even, even when they're faking it, the woman cannot be a writer. <laughs> well, here's the reason why. And, and if we're spoiling stuff, uh... They all have jobs on this, and as they clearly delegate to her, keep Andy moderately horny. Um, so, like, yeah, she goes like, ha ha ha, me? Authority whatsoever? No, and Andy just, like, gets just, like, a little hard. Like, he just goes up by, like, 10%. So, like, she that's a strategic maneuver. Like, I wouldn't even know how to go about, uh how to go about producing a script i'm so incompetent and subservient to you uh, it's a move it's, it, it is a move it's not a very good move because uh like as we learn in the next episode i guess andy's weakness is women who are capable of doing literally anything oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, 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 in the next episode a woman shows like one discernible skill and andy's like oh yeah Oh yeah, you have a capability. 
is he fucking flirting with her? I can't even tell anymore, He's, dude. It's Andy, the actor, Andy Griffith, the actor, is so fucking bad at sexual chemistry. He's so fucking bad at having any romantic chemistry with any of... And that's why this show has rotated women out like a fucking uh, revolving door. Uh, and he's just so... I have no idea. I'm gonna go ahead and go on the side of he's not into her, right? Yeah. That's he's that's what I'm gonna read. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm gonna read in is he's not into her. Um, but anyway, they say that uh, they're gonna be walking around and observing Andy. Uh, it's really funny to me. I I mean, I've never been a TV writer, but I cannot imagine that this is how TV writers go. But of course, these are crooks pretending to be TV writers. I don't know. Who cares? Um. But here's one thing that pisses me off about this fucking show, right? Um, Andy keeps coming. We we play off this dynamic we've seen before where Andy keeps downplaying and saying, oh, well, you're not going to find anything interesting here. We're just a small little uh, operation, mostly just doing traffic tickets. And Barney comes in and goes, you know, then he had me by the neck and it's been so dangerous and we have so many adventures. And here's the thing. You guys have a manhunt, like, every six months. I'm so sick of this bullshit. I'm so sick of this. We're just a small town, and we don't have any crime. Fucking, what are you talking about? We've, no, we've done so many manhunt episodes. We know. Which I know we're doing this wrong in that we watch these episodes in succession and remember what happened between them. But mildly interesting stuff that Andy resolves without a gun is basically the core premise of the show. There's a bank robbery or six every fucking season. Andy, your aunt was kidnapped six weeks ago. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, day to day, yeah, you're writing fucking parking tickets, but we have, what, 200 episodes of you getting into noticeable antics? How many times, when, when, when Barney walks out of the room and he's saying, and then he had me by the throat, there's like three possible criminals that could be talking about. There's like three yes. people who have, who have taken your your partner hostage. This happens all the time. Knock it off with this, oh, I'm just a podunk sheriff thing. Honestly, at this point, I have to believe the only reason why Mayberry has such a low crime rate is that Andy's the illiterate one. Because he doesn't file any fucking paperwork. He's never written any of these escapades down, ever. I am... Th- so, it is like after every episode... Like, everybody gets neuralized, because <laughs> that's the only explanation for how they... Like, Barney You know what? You know what would protect about... them from that? If everybody what? went to QVC and got a pair of your sunglasses, my man. <laughs> pair of six sunglasses. <laughs> that would protect them from the little flashy thing. They'd all have their memories. <laughs> Looks like there's four lenses on this some bitch. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's like like, at the finale of this show... Andy is just going to be like, hey, do y'all ever notice that there's a bunch of lead paint in our water? Should we, should we resolve that? That is that why I've been having headaches for the last 10 years? Barty walks but, in. Hey, hey, Andy, check out this cool thing I got at the hardware store. It's a CO2 detector. Oh, boy, it's lighting right up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was good. Uh, lies about being in violent conflicts. I I, I, I did skip 30 seconds. Does he? Because I... He's not he, lying. I mean, He's probably not lying, but all right, keep going. Well, he is lying, but also telling the truth more than the person telling the truth. It's like an old-timey <laughs> riddle. Uh, um, yeah, so I, I skipped 30 seconds at this because I'm sick of his shit. Um, justifiable. Yeah. So they do. Um, Barney has a, uh, a name for his gun. Uh he, which he has named Old Roscoe, the Persuader, and the Blue Steel Baby. Which uh, Blue Steel. one of those is good. Uh, did, did you also do that in, a, in an Elton John voice? In a Blue Steel, Steel Baby. baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say it's like that, that's like an R and B track name. Uh. I do like the line where uh, he does ask the uh, the writers and says, "What do you guys usually call this in uh, in Hollywood?" We call it a gun. <laughs> I like that line. I thought that was pretty. Good. It was a good bit. <laughs> I thought I like I like that line pretty. Um, Just it was really accentuated by how dog shit his names were. And, and but ev- everybody's um, really emphasizing right. Barney carries a gun. Andy does not. We're all talking about the sheriff without a gun. And here's where Andy says the thing. Andy says <clears throat> to the assistant uh, that I'm, I'm going to say it now. I'm going to look for the clip and put it in here. Tell me, Sheriff Taylor, why don't you carry a gun? Oh, I don't know. When a man carries a gun all the time, the respect he thinks he's getting might might really be fear. So I don't carry a gun because I don't want the people of Mayberry to fear a gun. I'd rather they would respect me. That's it. That's the line. This is the context for it. I don't want them to fear my gun. I want them to respect me. At which point, Barty, I feel like, should say, I'm right here. (laughs) Yeah. I can hear you. Which, like, every step of what uh of what Andy is saying here bar like they they are here to film the show sheriff without a gun and Barney is like I'm part of this I'm super excited by the way I hate the premise of your show I actively undermine it at every conceivable opportunity I'm going to explain why he should ha- why he should have a gun and why I'm better than him for having a gun this was like, a fucking campaign issue 2 weeks ago Two weeks ago, you got on a stage and you told the whole town that you thought that he didn't, him not carrying a gun was a reason why he should lose his job. Yes. What the fuck? He is the entire time trying to snake this TV deal from his dear friend of being like, like, what if instead of it being the sheriff that without a gun, it was called the deputy opening fire? (laughs) (laughs) Can we also just like say, look, I have watched admittedly not a ton of 60s cop shows like Dragnet and uh, like there was a show that was just called LAPD at that point, which was just uh, literally uh, the Los Angeles Police Department paying off NBC to make them look good after the Watt riots. But like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that at that point, television shows were literally just cops shooting people for 45 minutes, right? Like, how how is it that unique? 
that the idea that a, a cop without a gun, and a, yes, I know they're not really TV writers, but we don't know that at this point in the episode. Like, that couldn't possibly ever fill up a half-hour TV show. Here I am, not having a gun. Oh, look at that situation over there. Handle it without a gun. As opposed to every other TV show in in uh, at the time, which was just cops just opening fire into buildings for 30 minutes. I assume that's what this had to have been for this to be unique or novel at all. Shut up. <laughs> I like, I, all right, here's my rough guess of what a 60s cop I've seen is. Dragnet. There's uh, no shooting in Dragnet. Two guys in trench coat, and one of them goes like, you give it up, O'Neal, or you're going to be up a creek without a paddle. I ain't saying nothing. And then just hard cut to somebody playing an oboe while three guys open fire. Like, but with, like, the kind where there's smoke coming out and no flash. I mean, no, I think about it. I've seen 60s cop shows. I've seen Beretta. I've seen, I've seen Dragnet. There isn't that much shooting in them. Oh, okay, whatever. Uh. Yeah. Later on so, outside, uh, oh, they go outside, they see Floyd and Goober. Both Floyd and Goober say, oh, hey, television writers, we've been deputies before, too. Right? And they, again, they play it off like they're only deputies for, like, bullshit things. Like, we're depu- I'm a deputy when we have to uh, keep kids from messing up the park, or I'm a deputy for the parade or whatever. Floyd has been kidnapped! <laughs> yes! <laughs> One time they were in a lynch mob to extrajudiciously execute a man they thought was threatening Andy's life in our lost episode that we will never cover. Like, they have been enlisted for real combat situations. Jesus Christ, I forgot about that episode. Oh, God. Uh, it's, it's dumb. It's bullshit. So anyway, but just remember that. Goober and Floyd have also mentioned that they were deputized. All right, the writer says that uh, he's going to call the producer and have the producer come and check it out. And then they reveal, ha ha ha, because they go back to their hotel. Ah, this is going to be so fucking easy. Uh, these The robbers say, this is going to be so easy to rob this place. Uh, the sheriff doesn't carry a gun and everyone else is a moron. And to be <laughs> fair, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm accurate. I'm, Good job. I'm just going to I'm just going to be very clear. Uh, the only reason these guys don't get away with it is that they just overplay their hand. Like, so hard. They, <laughs> they are basically, like, stopping in between every sentence to do big winks at each other. They are they are just trying to, like, run. They're doing victory laps halfway through. It's, I mean, every every other time this happens is just that, like, Andy notices something or there's, like like a phrase or something, or he's got some down-home know-how that he, that picks up on him. No, in this case, it's just that after, like, two straight days of them being really fucking blatantly obvious and saying, hey, what time does the bank close? And what time does the sheriff go to sleep? And is the bank still open? <laughs> and, like, after three straight days of that, he goes, wait a second. And let me go ahead and and, and, t- and just move forward here. This bank fucking deserves to be robbed. I gotta tell you. <laughs> it's Andy asks, what's the plot of this, of the, your pilot gonna be? Oh, you know, I was thinking that maybe a couple of crooks disguise themselves as television producers and rob you blind, and then one of them takes an upper decker in your toilet. <laughs> uh, 
Just something like that, I don't know. And then does a big ol' wink to the to the other guy. Uh oh so then another co- another uh con pretending to be a producer shows up. Barney is already writing I like there is one bit here I really like. Barney is like up in the morning typing out a spec script, which is in fact as Dan put out it, what about the the deputy who opened fire? Uh this bit is really funny. Um where he in his whole script, it's all about how cool and, and awesome the deputy is. And Andy asks, Well, where's the sheriff? And then uh Barney reveals, Oh yeah, he's on page three and he's sick with a cold and that's the B plot. The B plot is is the is the sheriff is really sick and he's weak and his old lady is giving him chicken soup. Now back to the kick ass deputy. <laughs> Best joke in the episode, <laughs> it's really. Really funny. I really like it. Um Anyway, they come in, the crooks come in, and they ask some questions like, you know, would it be believable for a small town bank to have enough money to rob? Like, how much money would you say a bank has? Uh, and Barney gives them, says, oh, on a Friday night, that could have that bank could have $50,000 in it, which this time I did go ahead and do the inflation calculator. Uh, $50,000 uh, means that this bank holds in 2023... Four hundred and eighty-eight thousand dollars and three hundred four hundred eighty-eight thousand three hundred sixty-six dollars and sixty-seven cents, or the price of a three-bedroom house in my neighborhood. <laughs> now, I'm sure you're not aware of that for any particular reason. <laughs> that's just what. That's just the the cost of a house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but to be fair, during a, you know a time of of economic prosperity, they were they could have bought like seven houses for that. That's true. <laughs> they were living in a time of uh you know not crushing late stage capitalism, uh, but um, like they and really the whole thing should have come to a stop at that because they asked that question in front of Andy, and he does kind of a look of like. Huh? Where, because that's an insane fucking question to ask. Uh, apparently, Andy's the only one who thinks so, and I don't even necessarily know that I agree with you on that. But then they go to say that they want to go tour the bank to go look at it and get some notes. And, I mean, have you never been to a fucking bank before? Do they not have banks in Hollywood? Whatever. They go to the bank, and then, first off, another appearance by your boy Asa! Asa, Asa. Asa the, sh- the security guard shows up. He's an old, old man with narcolepsy. What if a security guard was an old, old man that should have retired and is very sleepy? <laughs> Boy, do we have a character for I you. I love Asa. He sucks at his job so much. He rules. It, Asa, I, I still get, like, like I I. I share Barney's uh, frustration with Asa just because I have, like, sense memories to Asa episodes where you just watched him be fucking terrible for, like, 20 minutes of, like... This is, like, his third security guard job in different locations. Yeah. People keep hiring him. I'm pretty sure we watched an episode that was just him trying and failing to eat a hard-boiled egg. (laughs) Like... (laughs) 
to be clear, this is this is not an example of like a guy that's been working there forever and you can't fire him. We have seen him be the security guard in at least two, maybe three different places. So people are hiring him as is. Well, I think he's not really a security guard so much as like a mascot. Like you, you hire Asa the way you get a tube man in front of your car dealership. You're like, like kids come by to throw rocks at the sleeping security guard. Uh, so Barney introduces the criminals to the manager, who then says, "Hey, come on in. Take pictures of my vault." They, I, I'm not making this up. That that's not an exaggeration. They ask to take pictures of the vault, and he fucking lets them. He goes to like, "Would you guys like blueprints too? So in case you have to redesign this, you know, back in Hollywood." I'm sorry, man. It's this, like- this fucking bank deserves to be robbed. I'm on their side. They have gotten robbed so many. Fu- they've gotten almost robbed so many fucking times that. It is starting to look like it might be Fergus's like sexual fetish. <laughs> like he's edging on the grand scale. He's just, like he's just like seeing oh, seeing how oh, fucking close I me. can come before. Rob me, yeah. come on. Just oh, empty take, my vault. Take it all, all fifty thousand. No, no, just, just just a couple thousand. Just a couple thousand. He gets so he mad admits- He's so mad every single time Andy foils it But also he loves it Listen, fucking perfect. You, you gotta You gotta put You gotta put respect on Fergus's name He is actually famous in. He invented a Findom <laughs> He <laughs> He is Fergus, the first person in America to give his credit card information to a woman in Yugoslavia. So, like, put some respect on his name. <laughs> so later, uh... See, here's the thing. fucking degenerates. <laughs> There's so much fucking wrong with this. I don't... I don't know if I agree with your interpretation that Andy is, uh, is on to them by now. Uh, or maybe what he's about to do is part of that, but I don't know if I agree with you. Uh, he invites. There are eyebrow raises. He, uh, it's like so fast. There are a lot. So, Andy does a lot of. I only caught this on my second viewing, but Andy does a lot of facial expressions in this that re- that sort of like show his internal life. He's learning acting in real time. Um, but he does a couple of things where the producers will say something. And Andy will either, like, look down or he'll, like, raise an eyebrow. Another example is when he's speaking to the producers for the first time and Barney enters the building, Andy does a facial expression that perfectly conveys, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, basically, be oh, like, oh, shit, again. why did I not yeah. plan on this happening? Um, But, yeah, Andy invent- it comes up with this whole acting thing over the course of this. He invites them over to his house for dinner at Aunt, from Aunt B, like he always does with everybody. So they've all finished dinner. They're all drinking coffee. They rehash the thing about Andy being not carrying a gun. They also, uh, there's a little wink and nod meta narrative where Andy Taylor is saying, I don't want to be on TV. I could never be on TV. I'm scared of the camera. Yeah. Wink, wink. Um there is a reveal. Aunt B says, you know, the only reason why he doesn't carry a gun is because he thinks no, it makes it's him look a, fat. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not it, but specifically yeah. it's that he feels lopsided. It feels too. 
He feels too heavy on one side, which I mean, yeah, sure, no, it's so heavy, it but. is. Yeah. Although, although it feels, it feels like it feels like if that's the case, then all you really do is sheriff which... with two guns. <laughs> like, it feels like there's an easy fucking fucking but, solution to that. Okay, no, you're you're. Pause. <laughs> we do need to slow down. You are underselling okay. it. He does not wear he does not wear a gun as revealed by Aunt B because it is too heavy on one side of him. So he just find, feels like it's kind of awkward, which we have, again, this could be our finale. For so long, we have thought that not carrying a gun was a like a moral or principled stance by Andy Griffith that he was just that he was just understating. And it's but every time it's come up and he's been like, like somebody has been like, Andy Griffith, why don't you carry a gun? And he's been like, I don't, know, don't really want to, you know, it doesn't really seem like I need to. So I don't really feel like it. And we've been like, oh, well, you know, he just hasn't given it away yet. He's going to do his big speech one day about how guns are bad. And it turns out he was telling the truth the whole goddamn time. <laughs> he... He really he did just feel like, like it. it's mildly uncomfortable and nobody has made me do it. <laughs> like, that's it. It's been there in front of us the whole time, Marty. <laughs> we thought he was just being modest and understated. This dude sucks. <laughs> he's been shit the whole time the one thing we gave it to him the one thing it wasn't even on any form of principle he was just it just made his pants hurt You're right. You're right. I, when you said earlier that we could end the series here, I didn't believe you. But yeah. you're right. You make a strong case. It's just, it's, it's it. We're done. Like, what else is there to this exactly. guy? We've had this one mystery the whole time. And it is very much like I am having a Kaiser Soze flashback to all the times Andy was like, I, you know, you know, I don't really have any sort of moral stance on gun control. I just am not wearing it because I don't have to in this immediate moment. And just being like, oh, right. Like, it's all we are so dumb. You know, this guy's been you, you telling know, us that he sucks. I don't mean. <laughs> maybe this is on us for expecting a character that uh existed for eight seasons to have any depth whatsoever there are no hidden layers to this man we we <laughs> nuance nuance wasn't invented until norman lear showed we, up man we like... dug all the way to the center of the earth on this motherfucker and guess what's at the core soil the shit that was up there at the top <laughs> That's what we've accomplished. Fuck this, man. <laughs> yeah. Fucking good night, everyone. Just turn off the lights like it's the end of Cheers. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. We're gonna, we're gonna finish the episode. We're gonna finish the series because because we're what else will we do with our lives? I, I, 
Like, what, what would we do? Start streaming PS2 games? Get into the Twitch marketplace? We get eaten alive. We're too old. We're not predatory enough. I guess we could start... We could start families oh and own homes. Ugh. Ugh. That sounds awful. Let's keep going. Uh... Anyway, they recite the line again. They repeat the thing about uh, Andy uh, believing that um, his his like fear versus respect thing. They repeat it and they say, we're definitely going to put that in an episode. Barney, of course, is like, hey, uh, I said a cool thing about uh, meeting criminals where they're going to strike or whatever. You should say that. He, oh, yeah, man. Okay, basically, cool. then cops then, need to prevent crime. And they're like, cool, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good job, pal. Uh, and then they say, well, time for us to go to work. And Andy also says that's weird. He's like, it's like nine o'clock. You guys going to work now? And uh, they say, yeah, we're Hollywood writers. We write at night all the time. In fact, I bet we're always doing our work when you guys are going to bed. Hey, Sheriff, what time are you going to be in bed? Just a curiosity. And are you like a light sleeper or like like a heavy like like are you out out at like ten thirty? What's up, bud? Like, also, we use yeah. these uh, pickaxes to uh, to work the cameras. That's what these are for. They just get so cocky. Like, I, these they could not be more fucking obvious. If they dialed it back just a notch, they would have gotten away with it. Well, <clears throat> for a minute, I thought the only reason why they weren't going to get away with it is because some yeah. idiot left his hat. <laughs> like, one of these dipshits left his hat at Aunt B's, and Barney took it to them to, like, be like, hey, man, you forgot your hat. And then he yeah. sees them robbing the bank. And they still almost get away with it. Like, it's so close to getting the fuck away with, uh, away with it. He's got to so dial it back just a smidge. Because these guys are morons. They so when they are conferring in their hotel and they're like, like ripping the masks off and being like we're dastardly criminals. Their uh, the their address is like, like we can do whatever we want. These people are stupid as shit. They're all fucking morons. And again, they accurate. They have proven very empirically that everybody here is dumb as shit because Barney Fife catches them and then they talk their way out of it so easily and basically get him to finish the robbery for them. Like, they get him to carry the money out. Um, The only... And Andy Griffith shows up. He's, like, he rolls through in a suit and he's... They're just like, how did you catch us? Did you use any sort of detective work? And he's just like, you basically told me. You, when you. In, no, when you no, I just. Your, I just thought about it you at all. You yourself. You said your name was Rob Yurbank. Like, fucking. <laughs> I'm not an. I'm not a moron. I have basic sense. And they're like, ah, damn it. And then he's just. Yeah. All right. All right, I need to call a, a, a podcast timeout here. Uh, I'm so fucking happy that we're on uh, mic for this. Dan, I'm about to tell you something amazing. <laughs> Henry Kissinger died. Hey! Oh, oh, dude! Yeah! Oh, yeah! Oh, fuck, fuck yeah! yeah. Got yeah. him! Got Burn him. in fuck hell! Yeah. 
Burn in hell! In. Fuck you! And can, can I, and let me tell you how I know this. is because I got a Discord blip from our friend Jeremy in our fucking Boom. fantasy football league that just read, get, in all caps, get fucking wrecked Kissinger. Party emoji, firework emoji. Oh, Cambodia outlasted him. It was starting to look like it might not happen. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. John Cena make the announcement. He dead. Yeah. He dead. God has captured and compromised to a permanent end, Henry Kissinger. You know what is really fucking unfair about this situation right now? It is 930 at night. It is should be 11 a.m. so that I can immediately leave work and just say <laughs> sure. Henry Kissinger died. <laughs> fucking I, stop I, me. I'm I'm not going to work tomorrow. Fuck no, this. No, it should be. We should. It, it should be a national fucking holiday. We're not doing a twofer. I thought we were going to do two episodes. No, we're wrapping no, this shit I, up because because Kissinger's Kissinger's dead. fucking Let's, dead. Yeah, dead. We gotta, we gotta go. Yeah. Have you seen a picture of him in the last like two years? Because it was starting to look like how close to death can a person physically be without dying? Because he looked like he he looked like jelly that was just like that you had just left out for a long period of time, and it was just slowly like he was starting to be flat. It looked like he didn't have bones anymore. One time I saw a picture of, like, a bunch of Muppets faces from, like, the production of Labyrinth that had been left in a closet and just rotted and, and had rats chew it on them. And so, like, like like the like Hoggle from Labyrinth, but, like, half of the face is gone and has, like, little moth holes and everything. That is what Henry Kissinger looked like uh, for since, like, 2014. Like, that yeah. is where he has been. That's where he has been. And so we've just all been waiting for this. And listen, Patreon subscribers who are hearing this. Uh, we, I, you all know this because if you're Patreon subscribers, you get this. But this, it's not possible to be too mean to this man. He was an evil, evil person, and all of our lives are worse for his existence. Yes. Oh, I'm so fucking glad we were on mic for this. Oh my god! I, how are we gonna go back to wrap up the episode? I don't know. I don't fucking know. I honestly, we're, all right. We'll do the edit point back in, and it'll just still be us yelling about how Henry Kissinger is dead. Fucking. <laughs> Oh, how did he die? Was it screaming? <laughs> did it? I'm sure it was peacefully. I, no, I'm going to say it wasn't Henry. Listen, hey, hey <clears throat> listen, I, I, I want people to know this is true. Sometimes, not every time, but when you die, you just evacuate everything that was in your stomach. Yeah. All you're about this shit it all out. And I want everyone to know that that is what where how, how Henry Kissinger just exploded, just went out, just. Um, I guess we got to go back to the episode. I don't remember what the last thing you said was. Did we wrap? Did we finish? No, we didn't. Okay. Uh, the last thing that we had said. Oh, was it, okay. Andy so, so th- solved it. Yeah. Um, so, so he basically he basically. They are they're about to make Barney an accomplice by doing the Barney thing where they convince him, uh, hey, you'd be great in this in this show. Let us film you or let us see what it would look like if you carried a bag on camera and walked to the door. That's all you gotta do is carry this bag and walk to the door. And as he's pointed out, yeah, Andy shows up and he's like, Hey guys, yeah, you fucking 
You fucking told me. I figured it out. And then one of them is about to pull a gun on him. They're like, okay, well, you forgot the name of the, of the show. Sheriff without a gun. And he reaches for the gun. And then Andy says, cool as a cucumber, he says, well, it's true. I don't carry a gun. But my deputies do. Cut to Floyd and Goober with rifles outside in the squad car pointing guns at them. Looking terrified. What? I no longer respect or fear you, you cowardly bitch. Yeah. All this really means is that you're just willing to get other people to do your fucking shooting for you. Yeah. And if anything, I fear you because I fear the guy with the judgment to give Floyd a gun. Which, just imagine if, like, the guy had been like, I'm going to take my chances. And then cut to a week later where Goober keeps washing his hands and just being like, it won't come off, Andy. The blood won't come off. The blood won't come off. I, I, I've i killed a man, Andy. What did I do? What did I do? And Andy's just like, oh, Goober, let's get you down to the diner. Get you some peach pie. Yeah, I don't I don't carry a gun. I just give guns to the most incompetent invalids in my town. Like, what the hell, dude? And so it just completely fucking erases any other message. It just means that you're hiding behind the other guy with the gun. Yeah. Which, it's not... While, while you are... While the show is ostensibly anti-the sheriff carrying a gun, it is not anti-people being shot. It is just... what It, it actually loves people being shot. It thinks that's funny. The the show, like, the show is basically, like, the sheriff shouldn't have to carry a gun. Because you people should calm down, and everybody else, if you get out of hand, should shoot them for you. But it's rude for you to make the sheriff have to carry a gun. He's kind <laughs> of being persecuted in a way. If you would just stop requiring to be shot all the time the sheriff could not feel lopsided all day <laughs> you are kind of the bastards here and now because and now he has to have the person who is clearly dying of some sort of degenerative brain illness fire a rifle at you and that's your fault like that is the stance of the show Oh my god, Marty, maybe this should be our finale. Because we 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 completed the circle and then Henry Kissinger died. Like How how does it get better than this? It was uh, like see, we did it, we completed the game, and then we got a prize. <laughs> well, you know what, you know what? I didn't realize it. We finally got RJ City to come on the show, right? That was one of our challenges. Let's honestly, let's try to speed round three's company and see if we can knock out George Bush. Like maybe every time we do this, a bastard dies. We have so much power. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, I don't think so. That's, that's the end of that. He carries them over. Pitches, but they arrest the guys. Barney pitches his script again. You know, the stuff. Nah, 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 nah. It's fine. It's fine. Bad, uh, bad, what bad, a wet bad. fucking fart, dude. I mean, we got excited for some... Let's, let's just go to the ratings here. Uh, 
Andy Meter as an episode of TV. I mean, I don't know. It there are funny bits. There are things it, that made me laugh. It it has it gets way too fucking cute. Um, yeah, there's there, after a certain period of time, you're winking so much, you're just standing there with one eye closed. They like, are. It's they, not a wink anymore. You're just Peter Falk. They are going full fucking Deadpool with the meta jokes. Like, oh, imagine if there was a show about a sheriff with no gun, uh, and he didn't really have to solve crimes that much. Oh, that would be crazy. Oh, imagine if me, Andy Griffith, was an actor. Like The meta joke doesn't even make sense because the show you're describing isn't the Andy Griffith show. Just suck yourselves off harder. Jesus Christ. It doesn't even work. It has uh, like a so, couple of of good jokes, but most for the most case, it's tedious. Six. I'm gonna put it at a six. I'm gonna put it at a five. Okay, works for me. Uh, Barney meter, uh, which is like at this point just asking for death, just like on hospice care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, there's there's no there's no like offensive like this didn't do psychic no, damage it, to it anyone. does because it addresses the whole should sheriffs be armed thing and it says here is the ultimate case for a for an unarmed law enforcement officer and it is just it just goes <laughs> like it just it it and, it, and it's just like, well, don't worry. There's another guy with a gun right over there. So don't worry about this pussy. Like, it, yeah, it, it is It is staunchly pro-armed cop. It is pro-cop. But not cop this guy. Gun. All so, right, yeah. I... Psychic damage. It's pro-gun. All right, yeah, psychic damage, fine. Uh, what do you want to put it at? Four? Four, Eight? Four is- I feel like it could go everywhere on this. I know. You know what? You've sold me. I'm saying it's an eight. It's an eight. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you know I'm what? just mad about it. It's, Cooper it meter. Pres- it presents a ostensibly anti-gun argument that is sneakily pro-gun. It is. That is what it is. So that's Barney meter and a uh, goober meter. How close is Andy to a nervous breakdown? If anything, he's pretty far from it. Like he's he's, he's having a good time in this. That's a zero. This is zero. Uh, and uh, Kissinger meter on a scale of zero to six feet under. How dead is that prick? He's so fucking so dead. So fucking dead. He's so dead. So dead. So dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! <laughs> Blowing all right, up this all right. mic. Alright, I'm I'm done. We're done with this. Uh folks, tell your friends about our podcast. Maybe not this particular but yeah, this particular episode. This particular tell your friends one. about our podcast. Tell your Thank friends you, about Spotify our podcast. Listeners. Tell your friends that Kissinger is dead. <laughs> and we'll probably drop this in like five days. If they haven't if they are if they're not aware yet. Oh you probably have to explain to them who Henry Kissinger is and why he's a bastard. Let's go. I, I, one of my like top podcasts of the year was Behind the Bastards, and they've got lots of stuff on on Kissy. Yes, uh, thank you everyone for listening. Tell your friends. We'll see you all down at the fishing hole. Uh-oh. <laughs>